is faithful. We don't always feel like he's faithful. We may have circumstances that tell us he's not faithful, but he is faithful. You know, we're just like our parents. When we accept Jesus Christ, there comes a spiritual DNA into us that causes us to become faithful. And it is the Holy Spirit that begins to work in our life to create a faithfulness in us, just like God is faithful. But as we all know about life, uh, there's always challenges to our soul, to our natural man that say, well, God's not doing anything. God's not faithful. And that's that whisper that comes to us from the enemy that speaks to our own soul and our, our own feelings and those places that God wants to work. <clears throat> but I feel like God wanted us to reaffirm today in our own life that God is faithful. He's a faithful God, and He's faithful to us. He's faithful today. He was faithful yesterday, and He will be faithful tomorrow. Amen. You know, as a pastor and been a Christian since I was uh, nine years old, uh, I've had a lot of doubts about His faithfulness, and yet I've been involved with, in church and following God my whole life. But I have times where my feelings do not uh, align with my heart and my spirit and what the Word says. And I have those times where I don't feel like God's faithful. And we've been here, next month we'll have been here uh, 20 years in Hollister. And uh, in 20 years, by God's grace, we have always paid our rent. We have always paid all of our bills. But we had a couple of close calls a couple months ago. And, you know, we got through, and I, I thank you, God, you've been faithful to us, you've been faithful to us, you've been faithful to us. But, right before the first, we did not have enough money to pay our rent here. That's the first time in 20 years. I tell you, I felt so sick inside. Our advisors got together, we started talking, the Galindos were carrying that load, and we talked, and we talked to Bruce Gessick, and we prayed, and then Jane Andrew goes, okay, we're not supposed to worry now. I go, that's easy to say, you know. But you know what? In two days' time, God came through for us, and we were able to pay our bills. And thank you for praying with us. Thank you for those of you who are tithers and givers. We appreciate that. But bottom line, you know, God calls this church into existence, and we look to him for every one of our needs, and he keeps showing himself as faithful. God's very character and nature is faithfulness. In Psalms 89.33, it says, I will not take my love from them, nor will I ever betray my faithfulness. What a promise that even when we don't feel loved, that God promises He loves us, and He will never betray His faithfulness to us. Again, there's something, these scriptures are something you can grab onto when you feel like God is not near you, or you feel like God's not being faithful to you, especially if there's a promise that you're holding onto or, or a promise God has given you, and you're not seeing the end come into, be, into place. God is a perfect, unchanging God, and He's unchanging in His character and nature. And He will always be faithful in us, to us because of that nature. Uh, the Webster's Two diction, uh, Dictionary definition of faithful is loyalty and allegiance. Um, loyalty is pretty big. Have you ever felt like, you know, you were loyal to someone no matter what went on, you were just there and loyal? You know what faithfulness is then. Or have you ever have someone, like, break off their faithfulness and loyalty to you? You know how devastating that is. And so God, he... Part of who he is, he's loyal to us. He has an allegiance with us. 
He is not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. And there's so many scriptures that tell us that throughout the Bible that God will be loyal and allegiant to us. From the web, it says constant. Faithfulness is to be constant. Constant. Ever think about those words? That even though I don't see anything happening, even though I don't feel anything, God is constantly with me. It's part of his faithfulness to us. He is never going to be far away, even though our emotions tell us he's not here, he's not constant. Or you can be in the midst of an overwhelming situation and feel like you have just been deserted. I had those feelings and emotions when I heard about our finances. I felt like, where are you? You've always taken care of us. What has happened? But those feelings and those momentary things that we face are not to take away our confidence in our God that he's a faithful God. What about being steadfast? Again, always right there. Is there someone in your life that you see visually that's always there? Maybe it, it, it's someone you're in your family or whatever, or some, maybe it's a person you get your coffee from every morning. They're there early, they're getting the coffee machine going, and they're there. They open up the doors, they're, they greet you, they're always there. It's someone you can call on when there's no one else you can call on. God is like that, steadfast and true, true. In our world where truth is, can change daily and moment by moment, God is true because it's part of being faithful. What about devotion? You know, there's love songs about being devoted to someone and having someone devoted to you. <clears throat> you know, God has been de devoted to us from the, <clears throat> excuse me, from the very beginning of time for when he created Adam and Eve and started uh, bringing people into the world so that he could have fellowship and relationship. God has been devoted. When Adam and Eve left him and turned the world over to Satan and the demonic influences and distractions and the seed story talked about began to come, that separate us from God and separate us from relationship with each other, that devotion was broken off. But God stayed devoted to us by initiating a plan to bring salvation to us and to send his son to show us that he loves us and to bring us out of the bondage that Satan has created in our lives. <clears throat> Excuse me. In 2 Timothy 2.13, it says that if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. When we accept Jesus Christ and believe in him, the Bible says that Jesus Christ comes to live inside of us. And so his, part of his faithfulness is that even that when we doubt him, he's still inside. He hasn't given up. Even in those moments where we're angry at God because he's not doing something or uh, we're feeling distant, he is still <clears throat> faithful. He's still there. Remaining faithful. Man, how many times, uh, even in our, uh, maybe in our marriages or at home, we get ticked at each other. We kind of put up our walls and get kind of grumbly at each other. <clears throat> God doesn't get grumbly with us. He doesn't get agitated with us. He's constantly faithful and he's constantly loving and he constantly has a heart open to us even when we're resisting him. To be perfectly faithful is in a great aspect of God's character. And when you think of his character, he's loving and he's powerful. He's a healer. He's a savior. He's all-seeing and all-knowing. He is a God of creation, and he's a creator. He's constantly doing a new work in us, recreating us in Christ. He calls us friends. 
you know, under ideal circumstances, we can be faithful. Have you ever aligned yourself with someone and you were their best friend, but then something happened and you just withdrew your faithfulness? It, it just shows our own weakness. But God is not like that. Even when situations and circumstances are not ideal with us and our relationship with him, he remains faithful to us. What about Jesus? Perfect in every way, but he remained faithful to God and God's call for his life and for him to put his life down for us to buy us back. He remained faithful in the tests and trials that he went through. This should encourage you today when you're going through any kind of test and trial that as God was faithful in Jesus Christ, that the Holy Spirit and Jesus in us can be faithful even though we may be going through circumstances that are contrary to our feelings, to our emotions, to our thoughts and desires, to the promises, knowing that God is going to get us through because God is faithful to us. Again, when we go through adverse circumstances, it, it also can reveal his faithfulness to us because there's a getting through those things. There's an end to those things that we're going through that make us feel separated from God's faithfulness. Our key verse today is Philippians 1.6. Paul the Apostle of Jesus Christ wrote us this, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. We used to sing the song, He who began a good work in you, He who began a good work in you, will be faithful to complete it. He will be faithful to complete it. He who started a work will be faithful to complete it in you. Don't put me on YouTube. Oh, that song, that song growing up was incredible to know he'll be faithful to complete the work. You know, sometimes we see things in our life that are not good. We see character issues that come up where God is working and rooting things out and there's some ugly things come up and out of our lives at times. But God promises when we see the ugly, when the things come up in our lives that we don't like, that God will be faithful to complete the work he started. We started out as sinners and we were hopeless and without anything that could change ourselves. Some of us had such heavy things on our path, such rejection and losses and abandonment. But when we came to Jesus, we began to feel that love. We began to be changed and transformed. And we're, we go along sometimes in this honeymoon period where everything is good. But then God starts to work because the Holy Spirit is inside of us. And start, things start bubbling up. And things we thought were dealt with or, or not there begin to come up. We see the ugly from our past or the ugly that's in our soul that God wants to heal and it starts coming up and we feel ashamed. But don't get worried. Whatever God allows to come to the service, he wants to scrape away and, and take off so that that new person inside of you can come into being. He finishes what he starts. How many of us have been procrastinators? We've started something and we just haven't finished it. It got too hard or, you know, we got tired or didn't have enough money to finish it, but I tell you, God started something in us, and he wants to finish it. Even in our places of weakness, even in those places that we do procrastinate, it is God by his Holy Spirit that comes along, and he finishes what we can't start. In Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What a powerful thing that Jesus remained faithful. What if in the garden he, he had just said, you know what, 
I, I, I can't follow through, God. Where would we be today? We wouldn't be here. We would be broken in a world of more brokenness, and we would be without hope. But thank God that Jesus said, I will go all the way and I will finish this, God, even though I don't want to do, if it's possible, take this cup from me. He said, no, no, nevertheless, I will do your will. What about faithfulness in the Old Testament? God is faithful to Jeremiah, his prophet. You know, reading through Jeremiah, it's so encouraging to me when you give up your life to follow the Lord and you take on responsibilities that are spiritual and you want to see the kingdom of God grow and you want to see people saved and born again and you want to see people become disciples and followers of Jesus and you want to see people take on their spiritual gifts and talents and excel in the kingdom of God and grow and be part of the local church. Jeremiah was sent as a prophet to King Zedekiah. And I have to say, King Zedekiah, he was a real people person. Whoever group you were with, you know, he, he was all for them. And Jeremiah was sent to keep warning them about what was going to happen. God had watched Israel go through disobedience and uh, just killing their children, sacrificing idols to idols, and all the different things that were going on. And he kept saying, you know, I'm going to give you time to repent. I'm going to give you time to change. I want you to change. I love you. But Israel, they didn't change. So God said, okay, tell them, Jeremiah, you're going to go into captivity. You're going to go into Babylon. So Jeremiah started telling them, you're going into captivity. And when, when, like kind of all of us are, when we hear something that we don't like, a message we don't like, we reject the messenger. And so Jeremiah, we know, as you read the historian Jeremiah, he was rejected for giving the message. But what I think I love about Jeremiah, something that was so going on in his heart, that no matter what he went through, he kept speaking for God. Even the things he faced, he was on his way to, to um, check out the land he had purchased, and he was thrown in prison, and they, they beat him and threw him in prison because he was talking about Babylonian captivity was going to come. False prophets were saying, Jeremiah's not telling the truth, that God is not going to punish you. But we know that God did punish Israel, and they did go into bondage. So this is just a little bit of that story in Jeremiah 38, 6-13. So after he had, uh, the people were upset with Jeremiah for giving that word, the king has him thrown in prison. So they took Jeremiah and put him into the cistern at Mal- Malchiah, the king's son, which was in the courtyard of the guard. They lowered Jeremiah by ropes into the cistern. It had no water in it, only mud. And Jeremiah sank down into the mud. I was wondering. I was wondering where my clinics are. I was wondering as Jeremiah was uh, sinking down into the mud. I wonder if his, his natural man, if his soul was saying, God, how come you're not being faithful to me? I've been telling the people what you wanted to tell me. How come you're not being faithful to me? Have you ever sank down into something that was not good? And you wonder, where are you, God? You said you'd be faithful to me. Have you gone through some kind of a loss that was overwhelming, that seemed against the promises of God? Are you waiting for something that seems hollow and you've almost given up hope because you don't feel like God is faithful? Verse 7 goes on, but Ebed-Melech 
a Cushite, an official in the royal palace, heard that they had put Jeremiah into the cistern. While the king was sitting in Benjamin's gate, Ebimelech went out of the palace and said to him, My lord the king. He's talking to Zedekiah again. I'm glad that Zedekiah was wishy-washy. These men have acted wickedly in all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet. They have thrown him into the cistern where he will starve to death when there is no longer any bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebenmelech the Cushite, Take thirty men from here with you and lift Jeremiah the prophet out of the cistern before he dies. So Ebenmelech took the men with him and went down to a room under the treasury in the palace. He took some old rags and worn out clothes from there and let them down with ropes to Jeremiah in the cistern. Ebenmelech the Cushite said to Jeremiah, Put these old rags and worn out clothes under your arms to pad the ropes. And Jeremiah did so. And they pulled him up with the ropes and lifted him out of the cistern. And Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the guard. I'm sure when Jeremiah was lifted out, he experienced in reality God's faithfulness to him. That even though he was faithful in telling Zedekiah what was going to happen, that God rescued him from the evil that was done to him. And I, can't, I wish I could promise you that you're not going to go through hard times or feeling like God is not faithful, but it's just the way it is. But God's doing a deep work in all of us to perfect and deepen our faith in Him. And in our day and age, when there is so much demonic activity and the enemy is so trying to distract people from a relationship with God, don't be surprised as you try to be a Christian that everything seems to come against you. But hold on. If and no matter what you go through, the faith that God has given you is greater than anything that can come against you because God has a purpose in your life. He has a call for your life. And he's going to fulfill and show his faithfulness in everything that you go through. The Lord who is faithful will lift us up out of the things because he is faithful. No, God is faithful. Moses spoke and wrote this in Deuteronomy 7, 9. And the Israelites, they really had a, testi- had a testimony by their experiences of what God had done in 40 years of going through the wilderness all the food and water he provided, the shade in the desert, uh, God showing different signs and wonders and revealing himself in so many different ways. So Moses wrote this, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. Boy, if anyone could, you know, sometimes people wonder, well, if you're, if you're God, if you're real, show, show yourself to me. And Israel had that. And so Moses was reminding them, you're God, God is is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. The challenge for us and our children and uh, the people that we are around is to encourage them to be faithful and obedient to God, that they might experience and know God to be a faithful God. In Deuteronomy 34.4, Moses said, he is the rock. When you think of a rock, it's something so immovable, so solid, uh, so impenetrable that it speaks of faithfulness. His works are perfect and all his ways are just. 
And sometimes we say, man, this is not just. Or we look at circumstances or things and we say, this is not fair. But we're not living in a fair world. We're living in a fallen world. And that's why we have to hold on to a faithful God who no matter what we're going through, will see us through. A faithful God who does no wrong, he's upright and just is he. In Psalms 33, 4, For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. Do you have any questions about what he's doing in your life or what he's not doing? It's okay to bring your questions to the Lord because in those kind of dialogues, you really can get closer to God and you can have some resolve in your heart to ask him those hard questions. He is faithful in all he does. So many things happen in our life where we wonder, God, what are you doing? If you're a faithful God, why is this happening? Why are we going through these things? Why are you allowing this? His faithfulness reaches everywhere. In Psalms 57.10, For great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches the skies. You think of the natural blessings that we have, the rain, the wind, the different seasons. You know, the way the sun shines in a certain way that those seeds can grow and bring us food. And even the loss of nature. I put my son on a plane this morning. He's flying back east for work. It is the laws of aerodynamics that keep those planes in the air, those are laws of God. His faithfulness is, it continues. The sun being in that right place, it was a few degrees off or we were a few, deg- few degrees closer, we'd burn up or freeze. The faithfulness of God reaches to the heavens, reaches to the skies. And his faithfulness, promises are kept. I think this is one of the most important things for us as believers because we live in hope of what God promises us. And in Psalms 145, the last part of the verse, verse 13, the Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. In Psalms 145, 17, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. Again, Jesus told us don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is going to have enough worries of its own. To focus on today, And God is faithful to meet our needs and to take care of us today. We're not supposed to be worrying and being anxious. So we have reasons to deal with our own mental health and emotions by fighting off anxiety and worry and cares because God that we serve is a faithful God. And again, it doesn't depend on how faithful we are. We rest our faithfulness in our faith in Jesus Christ, in our faith in a loving God. The Holy Spirit is faithful by washing us with the water of his word. Maybe you need to keep reading more of the scriptures. Spend a little bit more time in prayer. And let God just strengthen you in the inner man, in your faith. He clothes us with righteousness, the righteousness of Christ. His blood cleanses us from all sin and gives us that place to approach God and go boldly there, no matter what we feel like or what we've done. He is faithful to our natural needs. In Joel 2.23, Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains, as before. He's faithful when we're tempted. 
1 Corinthians 10.13, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you to be tempted beyond what you're, you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. It might be a little fight and a little struggle to resist temptation, but if you hang on and call on the Lord and fight, you can get out without giving in. It's not a sin to be tempted. Jesus himself was tempted in every way. Sometimes nowadays we're tempted to be angry, to curse, to swear. People are so uptight everywhere we go. Uh, Tensions are there. We see in the news what's going on every day. There's some kind of act of violence or shooting or whatever. The whole society is feeling the, it's just feeling the weight of what's going on, of sins, past, things that have been just accumulating, wrongdoings, untruths. And so there's a tendency for us as Christians even to just begin to curse and to swear. We can just bring our tongue to God and say, you know, I want to just repent of just the way I've talked, and I want you again to take a hold of my lips. Just like uh, the prophet of old had that tongue Uh, His tongue, that coal of the altar, the Holy Spirit wants to purify our tongue and allow it to speak words of life and truth. He is faithful to forgive us our sin in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You know, sometimes we have negative feelings even when we we confess our sin. It's okay if it takes our, our soul a few a few minutes or a few days to catch up. Confess your sin. He will forgive you. He will go deeper and cleanse you from unrighteousness. He's faithful to work in us. In Thessalonians, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. He is faithful to us in an evil world. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 Paul wrote, But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. He is faithful over our hope in Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 10.23 Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Are you waiting on a promise? Are you waiting for God to fulfill a promise? Just begin thanking him that that promise is coming, that he is going to follow through on that promise he's made you. Again, faithfulness means trustworthy, reliable. God is reliable. He's the most reliable person there is because he's sinless, because he's perfect. He doesn't change his mind. He is faithful to the end. In Revelations 19.11, John the Apostle of Jesus Christ wrote, I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. Again, we know there's so many different names of God, and yet he, one of his names is Faithful. Again, when you're feeling doubtful, you're feeling alone, remember, he is faithful and his name is Faithful. And you can call him, Hey, Faithful, I need you. Faithful, I'm feeling discouraged. Faithful, I'm losing my hope. Faithful, I'm lonely. Help me. It says, Whoever calls on the Lord 
they will be saved. God will hear. God will answer. God will rescue. In Revelations 21.5, He who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write for these words are true and faithful. There are places in our life that God wants to make new. There are places that we go along and we are just so tired of who we are and how we've been. But it is the Holy Spirit working in us in those times where we don't see anything happening, when we're a little bit uh, sick of who we are, where we cry out to the God who can change and transform us and make us new. He said, Behold, I make all things new. His mercies are new every morning. Have you blown it? Have you lost it? Have you uh, shamed yourself or uh, caused yourself disgrace? His mercies are new today to make you new, to let you get up and put a smile on your face and know that you can start over again because he's a faithful God. He remains faithful in Psalms 146.6. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. Some of the closest people to us, they can't say that. I love my father. Probably one of the most most love I ever had was for my father. And I so hated the day I saw him die because I always, I always told God I never want to see my father die, but he died. God is never going to die. He's always going to be there for us. He died once that we might never know loneliness again. Do not speak out. Do, do we speak out for God's faithfulness? In Psalms 89.1, I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth, I will make your faithfulness known throughout all generations. And it is uh, as we go through times where we see that God is faithful, that there's a new testimony that's birthed inside of us, a new joy. And we find ourselves opening our mouth and sharing with other people about a living God, a God who is faithful, a God who does answer our prayers, a God who does care about us, a God who takes us and changes us and makes us worthy to raise our head and to live a life that's a success and a glory to him. My final verse is Psalms 92, 1 and 2. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, proclaiming, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night.